Let's see if we can go to Australia now with Brad Foster. Hi, Brad. Hi, Jesse. How are you going? Good. Hey, welcome back to the show. And tell us about this big award ceremony last night. Yeah, the New South Wales Australian of the Year for 2024 was announced in Sydney last night and there were two very worthy winners. They were the co-directors of the Melanoma Institute of Australia, Professors Georgina Long and Richard Scolia. Uh, Now, they um, have uh, developed a treatment over probably the past 10 years that improves the five-year survival rate for advanced melanoma from less than 5% a decade ago to more than 50% today. Gosh. And uh, Australia, of course, has one of the highest incidents of melanoma in the world with someone diagnosed with the cancer every 30 minutes. Now, this is a great um, recognition of uh, Professor Long and Scolia, but some sad news, Jesse. Now, we heard about this in June. Professor Scolia has an incurable form of brain cancer with only oh, a no. 4.6% chance of him surviving due to the type of cancer he has. Now, shortly after he was diagnosed, he decided that he would be a, a guinea pig to test whether the treatments that are working for melanoma could also be used for the treatment of brain cancer. And uh, they say that his uh, his uh, life could be shortened. Um, however, he is uh, adamant that he wants to continue and hopeful uh, that it will benefit uh, patients in the future, Jesse. What an incredible story. And, and I, I guess I yep. didn't realise this. You have your own state versions of Australian of the Year and then what they kind of all meet in a yeah, national we competition. Have, uh, yeah, that's right. We have uh, state winners um, and then they all come together uh, on uh, 25th of January next year for the announcement of the Australian of the Year. Um, something that uh, your listeners may be interested in um, is that Professor Scolia is documenting his cancer battle on Facebook. Uh, so you can put his name in there um, and with a dash, my uncertain path and uh, follow his uh, his process. And um, it's it's a uh, it's incredible that um, somebody who's worked in cancer research for so many years has now uh, got it yeah. himself, Jesse. But really that, unfair. It's a, it's a strange world. It is, yeah. Okay, just over six weeks till Christmas, Brad, and you've got a new shop in Sydney that's attracting a bit of attention. We have. The world's largest Lego store opened in Sydney <laughs> wow. on Saturday. It's it's in the Pitt Street Mall. It covers uh, two levels and it has something like 10 million bricks across its 900 square metre of space. Certainly a number of uh, displays. Um, I think it's going to be the kind of place that you go to for a sticky beak as well <laughs> as shopping. There's there's a rainbow tree complete with native fauna that's made from 183,000 bricks, a wall relief of the Opera House and a span of the Harbour Bridge that took 500,000 bricks to uh, put together. <laughs> And uh, there's also an area for kids to construct things, I guess, before mum or dad buys them something for Christmas and and plenty for adults. And I didn't know, Jesse, that um, a person over the age of 18 who loves Lego is called an Alof, an adult fan of Lego. I'm not sure if you're one of those. Uh, well, your kids uh, will probably be, be looking for Lego like uh, many Australian children Well, will. hang on. If it's an adult fan of Lego, shouldn't it be an AFOL, <laughs> not an Alof? Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> but I don't really like the sound of calling myself an AFOL. Um so I might stick with uh, Alof. But yeah, no, as a as a parent, I'm usually the one that you hear screaming when he accidentally stands on a piece of Lego or says to the kids, Come on, I well, said painful. you could only you could only get it out if you promised that you'd tidy it up again. So yeah, more of a Lego <laughs> well, cursor than a Lego user me. <laughs> 
Apparently in Australia, we, we buy uh, seven sets per child of Lego each year. I'm glad my children aren't at the age where they want Lego anymore yeah. um, because uh, it's not real it's cheap, not cheap either. No, it's not cheap. Anything else happening in Australia? Well, uh, schoolies for students who have just finished their high school certificate is on at the Gold Coast as we speak, and I, I'm sure you're not going uh, this year, Jesse. Uh, you, uh, you, I told you uh, once that I, ex- year, that I accidentally and- <laughs> booked a holiday in the Gold Coast at the same time as schoolies. Yeah, is that still a thing? Because I, I you know, I think the the younger generations aren't quite so into sort of partying and boozing and doing things on their own anymore, are they, Brad? Well, I'm not sure, Jesse. I still think it's a, it's a pretty big thing, yeah. and uh, it goes for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I will I will let you know uh, if it if it's continuing. But as far as I know, it is. Uh, we have the uh, ARIA Awards, the Australian Recording Industry Association Music Awards in Sydney tomorrow night, and Kylie Minogue is up for a Song of the Year for her tune "Padam Padam." Uh, I haven't heard it on RNZ, Jesse, but I, I'm not sure whether you, you know it. I, 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 don't I think have Kylie heard it. I liked there. it. I liked it, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Kylie will be there, though, because she start, just started a six-month uh, residency at the Venetian in Las Vegas, like uh, a lot of uh, music um, celebrities do these days. Uh, now, we also uh, have the Cricket World Cup. I know New Zealand plays India uh, tomorrow night, yeah. fingers crossed, you can win and, and Australia can beat South Africa on Thursday night and we get to meet in the grand final on Sunday. Yeah. That would be great. Although I'm still scarred. Well, I'm scarred by a lot of uh, Cricket World Cup finals, but uh, we had such a good World Cup, I think it was eight years ago, that we met you guys in the grand final and it was a big, it was a washout. Brendan McCullum out in well. the first over and we never put up much of a fight. Well, it's anyone's game, and uh, you know it, it will be nice to see uh, Australia and New Zealand playing in the grand final. A couple of tough games to get by, totally. Um, before then, but uh, now I'm sure you're aware of the Optus outage that we had last week. Well, thank you for sending me a message and, and letting people. me know. Yeah, I know it was big news over there, but um, I probably wouldn't have known about it if you hadn't uh, told me that. It's big, big news, no doubt. Yeah, well, it, it affected apparently up to 10 million people, including myself. I couldn't use my mobile phone all day. Uh, I felt a bit uh, lost, actually, and uh, there was nobody home. We have um, our NBN is uh, Optus as well. But uh, I, it's it's not a laughing matter, Jesse, but I was just thinking, um, uh, how, how did the Optus people... Uh, know about the problem and how did they solve it when they were all on Optus phones which weren't working? I I wondered whether someone might have had a secret burner phone in the uh, in the head <laughs> office that they could could actually find out it what was happening in the rest of the world. A backup system, yeah. Well, mind you, it took thirteen hours to solve, so maybe that was the problem. They're all on Optus. Um, maybe they were. Thanks, Brad. Great all to have you on as now. always. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Jesse. Brad Foster, our Australian correspondents.